listeners, we are so glad to have you back for another episode of the High Five Preschool and Kids Weekly Training Podcast. Uh, I am here with Isaac Kirstead. Hey, what's up, everyone? And our wonderful friend, Rachel Raquel May. Did I say that hey. right, Rachel? Yeah, you did. I So I your last name, I have known you now for months, and I second guess myself every single time, just so you know. So Rachel Raquel May, and if you see Rachel, I've known you for years, but I've never been brave (laughs) enough to say it out loud. I'm not going to lie. Well, now you know, Raquel May. Yeah, and you know what? It's funny, though, is that it you say it the way that it's spelled. Like when you look at it, you say Mm -hmm. it the way that it's spelled. And I think that might be what causes you to doubt because you're like, but there's because there's a Q and a U and you're like, it seems like it would be like, um, I don't know. What are some funny things that you've heard people say when they try and pronounce your last name? Uh, the two big ones are Raquel May, like they try to use the Q a little too loudly, and then Raquel Me. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay, I could see that. I could see that. I'm definitely um, on the Qua. I, like, I had Qua in my head, I think. And we are just so excited to jump in this lot to the incredible truth. Uh, I am meant to know God for kids, and God wants me to know him for preschoolers. And we've just had a great time Uh, The first week we talked about how God shows us himself through his world. And then last week it was about how God shows us himself through his book, the Bible. And this week is going to be God shows us himself through his son. Lesson about Jesus and Nicodemus from John 3. That's going to be so fun. But before we dive into the content, I have a really fun question for our friends here. Is there someone that you have been told you look like? Um, I've been told I look like my grandmother. Um, I was in Walmart grocery shopping one time, and a stranger stopped me and said, are you the granddaughter of, and said my grandmother's name? And I was like, what? I was just like, I couldn't even answer for a minute because I felt so, like, (laughs) just flabbergasted. And I was like, yes, how do you know that? And she said, you look exactly like her. And that just, I just thought that was fun. Were you like at least in the same town or was this like you were visiting somewhere? I was in my hometown, so um, it would make sense. That is awesome. That is crazy. Rachel, I feel like maybe you might need to like drop a side-by-side picture of you and your grandma in our Facebook group uh, when this uh, podcast gets dropped. Just drop that in the chat and be like, if you know, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I'll look for one. We can make that the cover for this one. There we go. (laughs) What about you, Isaac? All right. So when the Twilight movies first came out, um, this is like <laughs> 2009-ish, I, a lot of people said I were, looked like Edward Cullen. Like I had big, I, I had big hair. I had like, I, I was pretty pale. Like in ev- <laughs> To the point where I may have cleared out a Cracker Barrel kitchen because a bunch of the servers came and took pictures with me. And my family had no idea, like they had never seen Twilight. They had no wow. idea of Twilight. So my parents are like, I don't know what's happening. Sure, let's just, we're eating at Cracker Barrel. Interesting. It was the sparkly skin, I think. It was the sparkly skin, that's what it was. That is so funny. Um, well, kind of like you, Rachel, I look, I, I, I haven't just been told, like I know I look exactly like my mother. Um, I don't just look like her, I sound like her. Um, and I mean, Isaac, I know Isaac's nodding his head because there was a, 
It's okay, a, it's wait. A, so I want to say this because <laughs> I saw your mom on TV. Okay, yeah. like I knew you yes. had family members on this show. I saw your mom, and, and I said, "Oh, that's your mom." <laughs> I like I text Chris. I said, "Hey, is that your mom that they showed?" She's like, "Yes." I knew immediately. Yeah. I and you know, um, we sound the same. And then also, the only difference really is I'm five inches taller than her. Um, but when I was little, I had a picture of my mom as a kid in my room. Why that was a decision made, I don't know, but it was like my mom and she was like dressed in this little outfit. It looked like maybe Easter Sunday. She was carrying a little white purse and I swore it was me. Like I had no memory of the picture, but it looked like me. And so my mom would be like, no, 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 that's me. And I'm like, no, obviously it's me. It looks just like me. So um, I, yes, I look, I look like my mother, <laughs> which is a great segue into what we're talking about today. Um, because we get to share that, um, God shows us himself through his son, through Jesus. Um, and you know, one of the things that we love with hi-fi is of course, we've got really clear gospel connections every single week. So we're always bringing everything back to Jesus. But I will say we do get very excited when our Bible stories are also Jesus specific. And so um, when we're thinking about this story, Jesus and Nicodemus from John 3, there's this moment where Nicodemus seeks Jesus out in the middle of the night and it's just asking him questions about like, who are you? Are you really who we've been waiting for? And it's an incredible interaction. And we are so excited for our preschoolers and kids this week to just grow in their understanding of who God is um, because of who Jesus is. And so... You know, um, we've all, all of us sitting here before, like we, we've all been in full-time ministry. We know what it is to be in those situations every single week. And as ministry leaders, we have a heart and a passion to see kids living out their faith, right? Like we want to see kids that are passionate about coming to church and about reading their Bibles and about inviting friends to church. And we want to see kids that are being kind and loving and, and showing the fruit of the spirit. But sometimes we can get so focused on that whole thing of like, we want you to look a certain way and behave a certain way. And so um, how would you guys say that this story of Nicodemus and Jesus, like how can it help us get our hearts and our minds in the right place for what it is that we're even trying to see in the lives and the hearts of kids? Yeah, this is a great question because as we look at this story, I feel like it embodies what should be our mission in children's ministry. Our mission for children's ministry is not for kids to be better people. It Mm -hmm. is not for them to have so much fun that they just always want to be there. Those are all great things and Mm -hmm. those should all be part of our ministry. But the core of why we want kids to be there at church, the core of why we spend so many hours prepping, so much time, energy, effort to do what we do, is we want these kids to have heart transformation Mm -hmm. to Christ. Mm -hmm. So as we talk about Nicodemus and how he was living a life where he said, I have done everything right. I have followed the rules. I have done everything. I've checked every box that I have been told to do. What am I missing? And Jesus got to explain to him that he needs to be born again. He needs to have that heart transformation to say, hey, it's not what I can do, 
but it is what God can do through me. It is not what I that I can be the best person. It is that I need to follow Jesus and I need his forgiveness for the things that I've done wrong so that I can repent and follow him. And some of those words are not going to be the ones that we use for all of our kids and all mm-hmm. of our preschoolers, but that should be the core of our ministry, that we want kids to not just sit still, not just answer the questions and raise their hands nicely, but we want them to have a heart that is transformed by the gospel of Jesus. Absolutely. Um, you know, last week we we had a conversation about how not every story in our Bible is going to be one that will teach in kids ministry. Um, but what I think is incredible is that Jesus's message uh, that he gave to Nicodemus is the same one that he gave to the woman caught in adultery. You know, like it's mm. this idea of it, it's all about your heart. And that's what he cares about so much. And so when we think specifically about um, this week and this idea of like God shows us himself through his son, um, you know, Rachel, like how, not how, but why, like, why do you think it's important and valuable for us as ministry leaders to be able to kind of teach and share with kids that Jesus is God's son? So often we love that focus on Jesus is savior, like Jesus is the Messiah. He saves you from your sins, but we really want to focus on the fact that Jesus is God's son. So why do you think that's so important for us to do and to teach and to share when we're in kids ministry? Yeah, I think it's really important because we want our kids to have a full understanding of who Jesus is. Mm. And we don't want them to just know about Jesus. We want them to know Jesus. Yeah. And so if they just look at Jesus as a savior, and um, that's a, a great thing to know about Jesus, but it mm-hmm. almost conveys that like you can be saved and then you don't have to continue to pursue a relationship because oh, you connected good. with him over salvation. And But mm-hmm. Jesus is so much more. And um, he encompasses our whole lives when we follow him. And so it's really, really important that we cast that vision that Jesus is um, God's son, that Jesus has other roles and offices. He's a prophet. He's a priest. He's a king. And he um, rules over creation. He reveals mm. God's word to us. He saves us. He does so much more than just save us, even though that's really important and valuable. Mm-hmm. And it's an honor to get to teach that to children and preschoolers and to open the door that that knowing Jesus is lifelong and it encompasses all. Yeah. You know, I think I think sometimes we struggle with that, too. And I'm even thinking about specifically the preschool space. Right. Is that mm. we it's almost like we don't want to overwhelm kids with um, how we describe God and Jesus. And like you said, these different offices that he holds, all these different roles. It like it makes no sense <laughs> because it's so much bigger than what we can understand as these limited people. And yet. Mm-hmm. We should not be afraid of overwhelming kids with the the bigness of God because he is so big. He is so much bigger than anything we can ever comprehend. He is so much bigger than anything that is in our world. And are are there going to be parts about God that you ask questions about and that you feel a little confused about? Absolutely. And for the rest of your life, that's probably going to be the case because he is God and we are not. And yet he sends us Jesus. He sends us his son just to give us a glimpse 
of who mm. he is, a small portion, like what we see in scripture, it's just a small portion of who he is. And I'm just, I'm excited, um, like for everybody to just get to sit with kids this week and really marvel at like, Jesus is God's son. He is fully God. He is fully man. How does that make sense? It's so big. It's like an ant trying to understand a marriage between a man and a woman. Like it just, it it's so much bigger than anything we could ever comprehend. So um, Jesus shares with Nicodemus, uh, you have to be born again. And then of course mm. we have John 3.16, classic verse that so many of our kids would be able to say out the top of their head. Um, it's also been um, for this year with our Game Changers and Hooray Days. It's been our theme verse uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, which is amazing. But again, he doesn't just send Jesus so we can be saved from hell and go to heaven for eternity. He mm -hmm. sends Jesus to transform lives. So how would you guys say that this story with Jesus and Nicodemus and what Jesus shares with Nicodemus, like how does this speak into the transformation of identity that really is at the heart of Hi-Fi and um, what we're hoping to accomplish through providing this resource to churches? Yeah. Well, when Jesus um, is talking to Nicodemus, Nicodemus um shares, like you had said, that he's done good things. He's done the right things. He's mm -hmm. checked off all the boxes. And um, and Jesus conveys to him that it's not about doing the right things. It's about that transformation. And so it's not just about saying, I believe this, or I um, accept what you say is true, or I'm going to follow the rules you give me, but I'm going to be completely transformed. And when something's transformed, it's not what it was. You know, yeah. it has a new identity and a new mm -hmm. reality. And and that um, that's just it's incredible that we can talk to kids about their identity because their identity mm -hmm. can be found in Christ. Mm -hmm. And that's because the transformation that happens. Yeah. And it's a new identity. And so mm -hmm. I'm actually wearing my made new shirt today. I didn't plan on that, but I have a shirt that says made new. And whenever I think about like this story, I think of like a verse from second Corinthians five, uh, 17, where it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, oh, he Lord. is a new creation. The old has passed away and see the new has come. And I think that is so great for kids to learn to not say, Hey, this isn't something I'm not just following these rules because this is what I believe, but I'm following this rules because these rules I'm following Jesus because this is what I was created to do. This is who my identity is. My identity isn't in what the world is telling me, but my identity is in Jesus, who God says I am. And for so many kids in the church, that's so important because this is going to be one of those things where as they get older, as they start to ask different questions, as they start to re-examine their faith, when they have that heart transformation that says, hey, I'm not just following rules to follow rules, but I'm following rules because what Jesus has done for me, I'm following Jesus. Mm -hmm. That is going to be so transformational for them and enable them to have that lifelong relationship with God. Yeah, I love that. Um, you know, I what always comes to mind when we talk about things like this is when my kids were little and in preschool, because again, my my boys are, you know, young adults now, but uh, they were in a little musical at church and there was a song 
that they sing. I hope it's okay if I say part of it. I don't remember who produced it. So hopefully there's no copyright things. But it was, um, <laughs> it was bullfrogs and butterflies. They both get born again. And that has just stuck with me for all of these years because that is something that kids can comprehend, right? Like a tadpole and a frog are completely different and yet it's the same. It's just been transformed into something new. A caterpillar and a butterfly, it's been transformed into something new. And so it's this idea that we get to tell kids that like um, when you love and follow Jesus, you are made new. There might be on the outside, physically, you look the same, but inside you are different. And what's amazing is that when we wonder well, what does that new life look like? We can look to Jesus. We can look mm. to the example that he gives us in scripture. We can look to the way that he lived his life, the way that he interacted with other people, the way his relationship was with God, the father, you know, like, like we see this is what the new life looks like, but it starts with that transformation of being born again. Um, so what, yeah, go ahead, Isaac. <laughs> and Crystal, one more thing out. So I think, so as working in kids ministry, uh-huh. having kids at my church that I've had a chance to talk to, I think one of the coolest experience I is I've ever had in ministry was seeing that transformation mm-hmm. where you see that kid who, you know, they're. They're not necessarily the kid that you're 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 hoping the pastor sees when they walk by <laughs> because they're bouncing off a wall. Yeah. But when they have that transformation, and it's not like a one day they come in and suddenly they're changed, but it's when they understand, hey, this is who I've made been made to be. And it's it's not that they're never bad, it's not that they never make a mistake again. But you can see that heart transformation. I could mm-hmm. see in the way that they treated their brother differently. I could see in the way they would react to their parents differently. It was so amazing to see the power of God in their life, in the way that they act to others, but also in the way that they cared about God and his word and mm-hmm. how much he loved them. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, you know, one of the other things that we kind of draw attention to in this story, of course, it's the fact that like Nicodemus came to Jesus, not with an attitude necessarily of saying like, well, I know this and I know that and all these kinds of things. But Nicodemus came genuinely, humbly asking questions and Jesus did not rebuke Nicodemus. He was a safe person. That, that Nicodemus could come to and just question and wonder. So like what suggestions would you guys have for our leaders of like, how can we make our ministries places where kids feel comfortable to wonder, to question? I would even say to doubt and to struggle. Mm. So... This is one of my favorite parts of Hi-Fi, and I'm glad we don't have a counter of every time I say that because I probably said that about a bunch (laughs) of things about Hi-Fi. But this is one of my favorite parts of Hi-Fi, and that is the outside-in model that Mm -hmm. we follow for how we set up our lessons. So we don't just say, hey, as soon as you come in, we're going to start memorizing the verse that we learned the week before. We're not going to start diving in and saying, hey, this is what we're learning today, and this is why we're learning it, and this is what you need to learn. 
we actually start both preschool and kids. We start with this connection time. We saw with this time where instead of just say a game or an activity that they can just enter in and feel comfortable. But inside of those games and activities, we give leaders an opportunity to ask questions. And these aren't questions of, hey, how many times did you read your Bible this week? Or, hey, mm -hmm. let me ask you this deep theological question. It's, hey, do you have any pets? Oh, tell me about your pet. You're starting to have these fun, simple conversations that help those kids, help those preschoolers feel comfortable feel safe. And then they also feel like, hey, I have a friend. I have someone who cares about who I am, who cares about me. So then as they go through the lesson, even whether it's in the first week that are there, or maybe this is three months in, as that leader is building up that mm -hmm. relationship mm -hmm. with that kid or preschooler, they start to feel more comfortable. They start to open up. They start to ask the leader some questions of, hey, do you have a dog? Hey, tell me about <laughs> your dog. And they start to ask questions like that, that we hope will lead to questions about, hey, yeah. you said this thing about Nicodemus, about what it, being born again. I, I didn't quite understand that. Can you explain that to me again? Mm -hmm. Or, hey... I I was I was born. This is my birthday. Oh, but were you were you born again? Oh, wait, what does that mean? And they mm. can start having these conversations. Mm -hmm. So by asking silly, simple questions about your favorite color, your favorite dessert, your favorite pet, those are actually laying groundwork to help a kid feel more comfortable so that discipleship can happen. Mm -hmm. Because we don't want just questions asked for the purpose of kids knowing the Bible, but we want kids to ask questions so that we have a chance to disciple them, to love them, and to show them Jesus. Yeah. Rachel, um, what would you say for preschool listeners or preschool leaders who are listening? Preschoolers <laughs> probably aren't listening to this podcast. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, because obviously when we have a, let's say you're in a classroom and you've got 10 four-year-olds, um, it can be really hard, I think, to give space to ask questions because you just never know where it's going to lead. You don't know who's yeah. going to pipe in. You don't know, you know, what story is going to get told and stuff like that. Like, what would you say to the preschool leader who is listening and is thinking like, I don't know how I'm supposed to do this with like, have you ever been with that many three-year-olds? You know, sort of a thing. Do you have any, <laughs> any advice or suggestions? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're making me think of my Sunday school class because we go from like <laughs> 16 to 19 every week and they're all preschoolers and they are all super happy to be there. So it's a little wild. Um, <laughs> but it makes me think of one thing I do and that I think is important is to kind of embrace the chaos and just embrace mm. that they may say something wacky or kooky or off the Thank wall, you. but that's okay. You're building connections. And so yeah. you would rather have them all talking than no one talking because you want them to be comfortable and you want them to feel safe and you want them to feel loved. And I mm -hmm. think um, showing up week after week and doing that lays the foundation of trust because yeah. our preschoolers and really all kids in Generation Alpha are living in a world where adults say a lot of things to them, mm -hmm. but they don't always mm -hmm. follow up and keep their promises. Mm -hmm. So I can say, I'm a safe person. I care about you. I care about your questions. I want to know what you think. I can say all of those things, but it doesn't really mean anything unless I actually show it and I do it week after week. And mm. so I think the biggest thing we can do for preschoolers is not only tell them they matter, um, mm -hmm. but actually show them that they matter by giving them just the, the space to say um, really crazy things or silly things, um, but showing them that they're loved and accepted no matter what. 
I love that. I love that. Well, listeners, we are super excited for this week and um, the story that you get to share with your preschoolers and kids. And just this knowing that we can know God um, through a relationship with his son, through um, learning more about Jesus, studying who he is in the scripture, um, and what a cool, cool thing. And so we are praying for all of you as you continue to lead. Uh, make sure you tune in next week. Uh, it'll be our last week in this theme of I Spy and Mission Possible. We're going to get to talk about how God shows us himself through his people and uh, the story of Paul in Acts 17 and um, the unknown God. So make sure you tune in next week. And again, if you're not already a part of our Facebook group, we would love for you to be a part of that. It's a great place for connection to hear from other Hi-Fi leaders. And then of course, too, I got to hype up Exploration Easter. It is Uh-oh. ready and it's available now. And if you're thinking, oh no, Easter is coming up so soon. Like I don't have time to plan an event. Hey, guess what? We play the whole thing for you. You just need to get a couple of supplies. We got the PowerPoint. You're going to want to do it. It's going to be an incredible time for families to connect with one another and to build relationships and to feel like church is a place that they would like to be and where they feel uh, seen, known, and like they belong. So check us out next week on the podcast. We will talk to you then. Bye. Bye.